Hey, yo! This is a public service announcement! I just got a phone call! We're in the middle of a global and national emergency. Pandemic. It's not racist at all, no, not at all. It comes from China. What, what's the topic? What are we we're talking about? We're talking about the, the brighter side of the pandemic. Literally anything that makes you happy about the world as it is at the moment. We can't stop the virus. Always you say, as bad as it was, it could have been worse. Hello and welcome to another episode of It Could Be Worse, the coronavirus pandemic podcast that tries to look at the positive side of the pandemic, the brighter side of the blight. And joining me this evening, Paul Rick Ormsby and Neil Keegan. How are you doing, lads? Good evening. Very good. And uh, Paul Rick, has life been in your neck of the woods? You're still self-isolating. Is that causing you any problems? Uh, it is, yeah. I'm I'm a lonely boy this time of year. Uh my uh my missus uh she's she's far away. She's left me here in this uh humbling abode, so I'm I'm struggling on day by day. So Very it's a good. lot a lot a lot of porn hope, unfortunately. So, so it keeps you can, going. You're in you're you're in a relationship with a lady, but you can't actually um you can't be with her because I think she lives with a vulnerable person. Is that right? Yeah. It's a a real Shakespearean tragedy going on at the minute, you know? Well, it's her granny. Her granny isn't like going to murder you or anything, but you're afraid you might. No, I'm afraid I'll murder her. It's kind of like the opposite kind of scenario going on. And I'm a bit young to commit murder on old people. I'm not even in my thirties yet. So, so can I, and can I ask how long have you and this, uh, your girlfriend been together? Uh, Four years nearly. Yeah, wow. don't hold me on that. Yeah, and wow. uh, we were self isolating for a good bit, a uh, good bit before coronavirus even started because it was annoying her. So, wow, that, that must be <laughs> tough. The, the, poor, the poor woman's going to need to wear goggles when you meet Jeannie Mac. Oh God, it's, it's it's a tough one, man, and she doesn't Full. even respect how big my beard's getting. You know. Yeah, a wetsuit and a diver's helmet just in case it's been a long time. And and can I, can we ask? Have you explored the romantic possibilities of Zoom? Or is I have it, uh, not explored the romantic possibilities of Zoom. I'm keeping myself a little bit of some dignity, uh, some humanity that's left in me somewhere deep down there. And so I'm hoping it's going to be a bit special when I see her. You know. Well, oh okay, oh, very offer, good. You know, like very like good. I have value in some way, shape, or form. <laughs> <laughs> well that's there you go no that's look and i mean it's it's almost like you've taken the pledge or something you know if you think about it it's it's we're gonna find out it's a social experiment you know does it does waiting make it better you know uh yeah <laughs> I, I mean i have seen enough priests go to jail for things to know that chastity probably isn't the wise thing well well we're we're <laughs> Fair enough, Porik, but at least at least the playgrounds are closed, so we can be we can we can take some relief in things that. Things could be worse. <laughs> they could be things. Could, it could be worse, of course, of course. And Kigo, Kigo, how are, you, how are you doing, man? I'm also a lonely boy, uh, but we all live in the same house, so no, all good. Um, the quarantine uh, hunger games are in full flow here, Bray. So uh, yeah, so far we're surviving. Very good, very good. And um, you're, of course, you've got young kids uh, at home, don't you? 
I do indeed. I do indeed. I've just put them down. Um, well, in the Julian, in the Julian Andrews kind of way now, not in the right. You haven't, Gino kind of way. You haven't run out of food or anything, and just decided it's best they'd never see the horror of the new world. Yeah, it has crossed my mind, but that's just based on the sheer volume. Um, but no, no, everybody's behaving. Everybody's still alive. Just in case there are any um, judges listening, everyone's still alive and everyone as well. Very good. Your, your um, honor. And uh, tell me this. Uh, okay, so tell me this, Neil. Are, are you homeschooling? Is that, are you on the, are you now a teacher amongst the yeah, well, else you do? Yeah. Um, well, technically, you would call it homeschooling, yeah. Um, we, the, the teacher has left this uh, syllabus of material for them to learn. Uh, and they, they're senior infants, so they passed my mental abilities about 12 months ago now so Fair uh, thankfully thankfully uh, i live with or i'm married to a doctor who can who can take it from here you know very good okay wow and is she on the front lines of the old COVID 19 she's uh, a um she's a grant manager uh grant is not a person but it's uh where the money goes to for studies into cancer research and things like that so not very. only intelligent but very attractive so i'm punching here so fair enough. So, but she's uh, thankfully at least not in um, in A and E as we speak, struggling to avoid infection or anything like that. So that's no, uh, and I haven't quite driven her there yet. So very good, very good. Well, I saw in the, the news today they were saying you should go to A and E because apparently everyone is so terrified of the fucking hospitals because of COVID nineteen. <laughs> the, the waiting the waiting rooms for the first time in like years are fucking empty. Like you know, but we're. It's before the point at which, like, the coronavirus patients have overwhelmed everything, right? And uh, but literally, Doctor or Tony Holohan, the um, whatever the chief medical officer, he was telling people you should go to the hospital if you need to, because you know you should do that. So save yourselves, guys, if you if you need to. Um, very good. Anyway, okay, so we're here to talk about how it could be worse. Um, so. Uh, I'm gonna, well, just before we get started with that, we do have to, um, we do have to do a little bit of a, 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 a shout out to somebody. Um, there's a tragedy, uh, in that, uh, I'm with you. Sorry, sorry, sorry. There we go. Okay. We'll cut that. Yeah. It's a tragic day for comedy because of course, um, Mr. Large from Little and Large uh, died tragically today after struggling, you know, at the age of uh, 78, the day, age of, um, from coronavirus. Older listeners may remember him from uh, the 70s and 80s, uh, knockabout comedy duo. And uh, I was trying to give you a glimpse of their humor. Ah, they were very, you know, they were charming. And as I say, they were BBC stars from the 70s we can still talk about. <laughs> you know, that uh, we're not caught up in Operation Utree in any way, so they should be celebrated. But uh, I'm going to just give you a little snatch here of... Um, sorry, of, uh, sorry? I'm going to... Yeah, they're, boom, boom. I'm going to give you a little, a little <laughs> clip here of them in an ad. But, like, I didn't do this intentionally, but the only sketch of theirs I could find is them actually selling toilet tissue. So here you go. This is the Dick Cell <laughs> Toilet Tissue advert from 1979. Okay. I'm the new Dixel toilet tissue, and I'm fairly well endowed. Pardon? Large. Oh. Most toilet tissues have 240 sheets per roll, or even less. 
but I've got 280 sheets. Beat that for value. You make me feel so small. New Dixo toilet tissue. It's a little on the large side. <laughs> and there you go. Oh, isn't that just lovely, lads? You know, I'm going to go on a limb and say they had interference on their line. Um, did they? Could you? Could you not hear that well? Was that? Was that poor? It uh, was a a bit staticky, but you know, for for an '80s tape, they're probably doing well for themselves. You know. There you go. Well, that's Eddie Large of Little and Large fame. He's no longer with us, and um, it's a shame. He he lost it. Uh, so uh, you know, it's seventy eight and uh, unfortunately passed due to coronavirus. So shout out to Eddie Large, wherever he is. We we'll hope he's laughing and hope there's plenty of toilet roll. And, uh, <laughs> okay, all right. Let's, <laughs> moving swiftly on then, Porik, Porik, you've, have you got, found a story for us this week, something that uh, amused you or, or made you feel happier about the world we live in? I did, I did. There was uh, basically, uh, there's a story I came across where parents had turned their garage into a club uh, for their son's 21st birthday. Wow. So I think it's something like really nice. Yeah, a really nice thing to do. And they didn't tell him at all. And uh, his name was Jack Torsia. And uh, he was reaching the milestone. So the parents were like, ah, you know what? Uh, yeah, no, you're going to club tonight. And he was like looking at them kind of confused. Like, you know. Uh, they, you know sound, they sound like the kind of groovy parents who like, you know, they probably, they probably grow their own weed and share it with them. And that sort of. That, that, yeah, that's, like I, I don't. Yeah. I don't get, man. The parents told them, yeah, we're going to a club tonight. And uh, it was weird, not only because it was parents asking their kid to go to a club with them, but also because it's in the middle of a global pandemic. There you and go. I think that's a little of an odd thing to do. Irresponsible, but, uh, yeah, even. They were, yeah. And they played uh, music from the 1990s, uh, DJ music, a personal genre of taste. Uh, so, so tunes like... I don't know what you're... You don't know what you're missing, Park. You know, like it's, I mean, it was before your time. The golden age. It was before your time, <laughs> like you know. And if you want to, like, Tamangos is closed now, so you can't actually go out <laughs> and recreate that it, experience. Man, you know. But like, anyway, go on. So what happened? Sounds like a great idea, but what happened at the club? It does you know? Well, if only Port Marnock could have gotten the idea sooner, you know, they would have had it. But basically, uh, yeah. So that night they went out. Uh, to their home in Roseland, New Jersey, and uh, they chilled out in the backyard. They uh, had the I'm Blue playing on the Cotton Eye Joe, and they drank a few shots. Parents went to bed early, and uh, the son stayed up with uh, cutouts of Justin Bieber. Say he was there, so. Okay, Everyone... so, and how many, do, do they have a party? Do they have guests at this thing, or what? how did that oh, work? Oh, it, uh, it was a pure family affair. Uh, right. They're currently on a lockdown kind of situation, so it was just the four of them. Yeah. Uh, his sister as well and the two parents can uh, I, can so I, can I put forward a quick theory like my 21st you know so it's <laughs> fair enough yeah, can I, can, go for a Kigo can, yeah can I suggest to you that if the guy is pretending that Justin Bieber was there maybe even if it wasn't a global pandemic uh, it would still be himself in a cardboard cutout of Justin Bieber while his parents were upstairs would that be fair Ooh. Yeah, it was, because why would he have that? Like, you wouldn't buy that into a pandemic. That must have been around the house to begin with. Yeah, you, know? you need to pre pre-order them because they sell out fast. The old, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The old, <laughs> the old Justin Bieber, especially if you want one that's wiped clean. You know, like that's that's the key, right? That's you don't want key. a second-hand Bieber. You know. Yeah, but just let's it's think like, about this story for a second, right, guys? Because like, 
It, I mean, I don't know. They haven't, you haven't gone into much detail on decorations or anything, but it sounds to me like his parents just took him to the garage, put on some shit 90s dance music, gave him a couple of shots of tequila and went to bed. Like, I mean, was that their, their club experience? Or Seems like that was the club experience of uh, this town in New Jersey, you know, that these parents experienced. So that's what, Actually, that, that's what this guy got. And the decorations, to be fair, are pretty 1980s. Like did they decorate? Did they make ever. it look like a club? Did they have? Uh, it looks like an '80s club playing '90s music. Was there a fella <laughs> in a tuxedo in the toilets with lollipops and uh, aftershave? Um, what? Or, What's a wow? That's how that looks crazy, like your <laughs> <no> game. <laughs> no, the guy who sells you the to- the the, uh, the the lollipops and um, aftershave. You know what I mean? Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's a good one. Very good, Kigo. Have you got a story? <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. I like that. I mean, it combines, it just shone the spotlight, a world spotlight on his lonely disappointment. But um, Well, we've, we've kind of started with two sad stories, you know, uh, large and that lonely fella with Justin Bieber in his garage. For so another story, probably. Lift our yeah. spirits, Neil. Lift our spirits. So I thought I'd find a, a story that will make you make you giggle, make you feel warm and fuzzy inside. So there was a, a, an old couple in Drada in their 80s, who put up a, a tick-tock, I believe it's called, uh, right. and they are singing the following song. Now, I'm going to play it. I'm going to see if you can hear it. Okay, here we hey, go. Name that tune. Fair enough. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, okay. yeah, the, these two old dudes, they got dressed up for the tick-tock. He's wearing a tie. Uh, she's wearing trousers. And, it's a he and a she. You said two old dudes, but fair enough. Okay, so it's a it's, oh, a, it's a heteronormative couple. That's what you're telling. Oh me. yeah, fully fully Catholic, non-circumcised Irish couple. You know. Wow. And is this is this is this, is this, is this visible in the video? <laughs> well, he's he's very happy to be singing this song. Uh, she is uh, semi uh, semi shaved. The pandemic is getting to her in terms of her general upkeep. So, okay. uh, so yeah, no, okay. it's, it, it's just a nice little story. These, these two old people stuck together for uh, uh, more time. They're, they're in their 80s and so they've been together a long time. This is pre-divorce now. So you, right. you, you kind of, you're stuck together. So, um, so but now, so, hang on, just because you got married pre-divorce law, I mean, you can still get a divorce now if you want to, right? Oh, I suppose that's true. But I guess it's a bit, you know, how, how often do we throw out a pair of shoes and how they're comfortable? That's... So, so wow. true. That, that so, really so true. So, so true. I'll go to you, Pork. I'll go to you. I, I just want to say that that was clearly, uh, despite the pandemic, despite the gangland violence in the area, that audio is clearly the most tragic thing to hit the area draw to this year. That's, that, that is, I mean, it is a crime against music, and I don't think we've, 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 we've said that too much, but it's also a bit of a hostage to fortune. Look, I'm not very superstitious, but if I'm like, you know, a married couple of a certain age from Drogheda, I would not be recording YouTube videos called Staying Alive yeah, and broadcasting true. them on YouTube. You know, that's, that's oh. just... That's They're just well more of a daily motion there. Contingency, you know. <laughs> but well, I mean, I guess I'm saying it's just asking death to come knocking, right? Because that the only way, however viral that's gone, you know, it's going to go more viral if they well, do. I, I think their next video, their next video is entitled "Jesus of a Bit of a Cough," mm. and then the one after that is "This isn't going well. We shouldn't have done that first video." So, Very yeah, followed by "My coffin's looking great." 
<laughs> dedicated to the memory of well look we hope they stay well and look people are climbing the walls people are doing all sorts of stupid shit uh starting podcasts even uh during during this uh tr- horrific uh pandemic so it's a good story though look uh you know uplifting um you can't be worse at singing than those people and um they're gonna stay alive so there you go happy days uh, pork you've got something else for us there pork i think jim yeah, um, there was a, basically a story I came across today in Dublin about uh, that the Disney store are planning to build a new gate <laughs> to keep out homeless people. Uh, a new like, gate to keep out homeless? Did they have an old gate? gate? You know, yeah, there's like a new plan, you know. There's like, clearly other methods have failed them and that, that into the middle of a pandemic, this is where they're going to put all their efforts, all their money behind. And can you just top. describe what you mean? Because I'm I'm not sure I've heard of a homeless gate before. Well, uh, it's it's basically <laughs> to stop uh, people <laughs> in their businesses uh, to stop homeless people from sitting in the stores, so customers don't. The have gate, to the gate isn't homeless, John. Right. Okay. So, no, but like the, the, gate, the gate has a home. I mean, is it? it, it, it <laughs> so we're talking the porch, is that like they can't sit down in the, the porch? porch for the store? Yeah, and right. they're gonna Fair because enough. people could sleep in the porch of the store. Then Jesus Christ, they're putting up this gate to stop them. That's and, pretty uh, dark, isn't that, it? That's it. You know, with all their film money, their production money, this is a uh, this is what they put all their resources into buying the rest of the Marvel universe and building this gate in Grafton Street. But I do hope it is a Disney gate. You know, that kind of thing <laughs> from the front of Snow White's castle. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. yeah. If it's, it, you know, look, if, it, if it's enchanted, then any of, the homeless, <laughs> any of the homeless people who know the magic password will be able to get in. So, like, and they, that's and they only fair, shelter. right? They deserve shelter. They that's know only, the password, they deserve shelter. That's only fair. That's fucking brilliant. I mean, it's very dark. I don't know how that's supposed to live to our spirit, but fair enough. It could no, be but it's just, it's more that we just got to, hold it out to them and criticize them about because it's just in the middle of a pandemic you know there's so much other things to be focusing on that this This shouldn't be where their effort should be you know and you really agree homeless people are uh, getting you know getting the shelter that they need this troubling time and that disney are uh, slowly paying for their uh, nihilistic tendencies so yeah well well, i think they're they're just they're just trying to take attention away from the fact they haven't made a good film since the lion king you know what i mean so Well, well, they're still strong. trying to keep Black Widows in cinema, so that's still another... <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> another okay. Oh, that's a new superhero movie. Yeah, well, look, I mean, I guess we could frame, we can cram that into our framework by saying, look, it could be worse because you could be the homeless guy who used to sleep in Disney's doorway and has forgotten the password to the Enchanted Kingdom. Okay, so like, that's how it could be worse, guys. So there you go. Thanks for that. That's a great story, actually, right? So I've got a few quick ones for you. Um, okay, so, uh, and I hadn't, this hadn't actually occurred to me, I swear. But um, yeah, the, uh, a Twitter account named Chesham Dogging uh, in England, um, it declared that all its parties are cancelled due to coronavirus for safety reasons. So there you go. Um, dogging no more, it seems. Um, in uh, yeah, I, I just checked that Twitter account, John. You need to request it because their tweets are protected or be a member. So, oh, um, you know, I think it's been widely it's been, work. it's been widely reported. <laughs> it's been widely reported. Piers Morgan retweeted this, so there you go. I'm just a Piers Morgan fan. Um, but um, <laughs> some would they work. <laughs> there you go. So Chesham dogging. Some some wits on Twitter responded. 
uh, one of them said, I thought as long as you don't shake hands, everything will be fine. You know, so like, <laughs> it seems. I hope they're that... starting to go fund me or something just to keep the, keep the page going. And then you just, you read the biography of the GoFundMe or the whatever saying, look, we really love dogging, but with the coronavirus, we can't. So we're going to set up a, a, a perverted Zoom call like Podrick and his missus, his granny. There you go. Well, look, or some sort of hazmat, like, um, you know, I'm not going to say that you can't. Look, I, look, human ingenuity, and I am one thing in this crisis that I have been amazed by is that, like, people needs must when the devil drives, and necessity is the mother of invention, right? So um, I'm not sure whether... <laughs> so I fucked a turkey. Well, I'm not sure whether we're going to come up with a vaccine... Uh, <laughs> A vaccine or a hazmat orgy suit first, right? But like, I guarantee you that like whoever does is going to be a winner in the stock market. Um, I, uh, <laughs> I, I, um, okay. Another couple of quick ones before we move on. Um, apparently, uh, people. Oh, oh yes, this home baker dude created a toilet paper cake in a witty and heartwarming. Episode. It's a cake that looks like toilet paper. Um, which I'm not sure. Would you guys eat one of them? I mean, does mean it's chocolate inside? Apparently, but... I've eaten worse. Let that Fair one enough. hang in the air. That's gonna, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Somewhere your wife is in the other room hanging. <laughs> That's it. There you go. And um, what else was there? Oh yeah. Okay, I do want to play a little bit of this, right? So this is Tommy the robot nurse. Okay, in Italy, right? In Italy, obviously epicenter of the um, coronavirus pandemic, but in Italy. Uh, they've employed this robot nurse named Tommy who's helping out the patients. And I can play a little clip. This is Tommy speaking now, right? Using my abilities, medical staff can be in touch with the patients without direct contact. Okay, did you get that? Like you said, uh, using my abilities, medical staff can be in touch with the patients without direct contact. Is he what he said. Contact, yeah. Because apparently, you know, even though he's a computer and I, I think they have voice algorithms, they they taught him English with a, a very strong uh, Italian accent <laughs> <laughs> for some reason. Which is, I mean, I don't know if it's a Nintendo thing or what it is, but like, fair enough. Um, or if he learned his he learned his English from Mario or whatever. But like, anyway, it is. On one sense, it's heartwarming, and he looks kind of—he looks like a Rocky robot. Anyone guys remember the Rocky films? He used to have a robot in Rocky's house or whatever, like a friendly, you know, the kind of robot your kid would be friends with. You know the kind of robot I'm talking about, not like Terminator type robot. No, the Lost in Space kind of robot. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, the old one, not the new one. Yeah, yeah, the new yeah, one's yeah, a bit intimidating, yeah. but yeah, exactly. So, and. I can see the point here. It keeps the nurses safe. But like, I just have a question for you guys. I don't know about you, right? However terrifying it would be to like, you know, wake up in A&E or, or intensive care and see them standing around you in the full hazmat Walter White suits. However bad that would be. Like, how bad is it if they're sending a fucking robot up to your bed? Like, it's like, do I have a bomb up my arse? Like, is it that, is it that dangerous that they won't risk a human under any circumstances? Would you not be terrified out of your fucking mind? If you saw I'd be wondering how long you're asleep for. You yeah. know, they're sending robots. Do we all have robots? Uh, but it would be brilliant if they could change the accent on the robot. 
So like well, in the middle of say, Italy. I was going to say the accent is the most uh, terrifying thing. You know, I'd probably be more terrified of an Italian accent than I would a robot. <laughs> Do not don't worry, John. There is no reason to be uh, concerned. Yeah. Um, I'm very good. <laughs> indeed. Yeah. Look, I just think I'd shit myself if I saw a robot. Like, it's really like, at least in the movie Outbreak, Dustin Hoffman was there in a moon suit. Yeah, and he's I mean? comforting. You see Dustin yeah. Hoffman, you're, you're, you're relatively comfortable. Like if you're in a ward and there's 12 of these robots around. Man. Well, look, he was, that was a long time ago. You know, he's been comforting in other things too. You know, good old, good old Dustin. Um, there you go. So I just thought that Tommy the Robot Nurse, you know, it's, it's a story you could go a couple of ways. Look, God bless him and fair play. And if Tommy saves one nurse or one doctor in Italy from a horrible death from COVID-19, well, fucking fair play to Tommy, right? I'm just saying personally, my reaction to Tommy might be to scream and to know I was doomed if I saw him approach. But to- Tommy has no emotions. Uh, I know. Look, I know Tommy's gonna be okay. He's a fucking <laughs> robot. Okay, I'm telling you, I'm gonna. I'm not really worried about Tommy's fucking feelings. I think that's like that's the third sequel to this movie, right? But I'm gonna die in the first ten minutes if I see Tommy. I hope too. That's I hope my Tommy's fucking problem. Okay. Right? Yeah. Oh, exactly. Tommy with an Italian accent though, as well. Like a Tommy is like an accent that's exclusively in the EDL. There you go. He, well, he's gone. He's been, you know, he's like a zip that is sent over. Any fans of the Sopranos, you know, he's like one of the guys who's come straight over from Napoli. <laughs> like Furio, uh, you know, like Tommy. But, um, <laughs> you know, so, look, he does look a nice, friendly robot, as I say. And, but, like, it's just, it's they like when do. they It's like when they put clowns in hospital and it's like it's oh, meant to be comforting. And it's just not. You know? No. 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 Never. No. That's a bad idea. There you go. There's nothing even funny to say about that. That's just yeah, just, I think we all agree That's on it. that. There's no... Well, yeah. like, and on that note, guys, I think we should probably leave it there because we are nearly out of time for this episode. So thank you very much, Kigo. Cheers, guys. Stay safe. Thank Add you very Kigo much. on Facebook. Thank you, thank you very much, Porik. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, I'm Kigo Lass on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay, and I'm not big on that. You're absolutely right. Thank you, know, you very much. This okay, is a public service announcement. We're in the middle of a global and national emergency, a pandemic. It's not racist at all, no, not at all. It comes from China. What, what's the topic? Of, what are we we're talking about? We're talking about the, the brighter side of the pandemic. Literally anything that makes you happy about the world as it is at the moment. We can't stop the virus. Always you say, as bad as it was, it could have been worse.